On today's episode of Taking Five, we have Steve Robinson from Barstool Sports. He's the producer of the Kirk Minahan Show, which is a super popular podcast. Peaked at like number three or four on iTunes and Apple Music and all the or Apple Podcasts and all those fun platforms. Really cool conversation with him. We talk about how he went from political theory major in college to working in radio to eventually producing a podcast and how he's been able to make a living from it. Um, and the cool thing is that they record that podcast at Red 13 Studios, which is where, if you haven't heard by now, I have been working recently. Uh, sort of what inspired me to start this podcast, actually. So really excited to have Steve on. We have some great conversations with him. You'll notice that we're starting off this interview with me talking instead of just jumping right into the interview. Never fear. We're still going to keep that format. I still, once uh, once I end my little spiel here, we're still going to have those few seconds of of fucking around because I, I think it sounds cool um and i think it's interesting but if you disagree uh let me know and oh, what is that music oh wow that's it's pretty professional right there stay tuned we got steve coming up right after this Wait, say something again, Steve. Mic check one, two. Ooh, actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. This is a very sensitive mic. That is very. You can be. You can be off a little bit. That's true. All right. Thanks, Kate. That's quite quite enough of that. Um. All right. So we're here. We're back. We didn't go for long. Uh, we. We're back with Taking Five. That's the name. Also, Taking, Taking Five. Taking five. Taking okay, five. I like it. It was Take Five for like three weeks, and then we realized. Is it Take Five a candy bar? It, Prop yes. most <laughs> So I've had different reactions when I've told people. And one, when I told my girlfriend, her first reaction was like, I don't like it. And it was, I was like, why? And she was like, well, it's a candy bar. Yeah. And I was like, it's I a good guess, candy bar. But like, I, it's I don't a good know. Candy bar. It is. I, I don't, honestly don't think I've ever even had. I think it's kind of like I've had one. It's kind of like a Reese's Pieces. Oh, except for in, except for in bar shape, more sn- uh, shaped like a Snickers. I think. Ooh. I will say, might be a little wafer in there. Yeah, oh. is Reese's in bar shape? That is honestly great. the dream. Well, I mean, I think the Easter egg, the Easter egg Reese's the, Pieces yeah. is the best. Oh, right. For it's got the sure. it's got the solid peanut butter to chocolate for ratio. Sure. You can't I'm can't argue with that. I'm Jewish. Oh, goodbye. So you can't eat candy? No, no, you <laughs> Okay, True. so we he have just to say we it. have a, a different type of guest in today, but a really cool guest that I'm very excited about. Woo! All our guests are cool. Steve. Yeah, it's true. But this one's cooler. <laughs> true. <laughs> we have Steve Robinson in studio. Say hi, Steve. Hi. That's Steve right here. So Steve is actually uh, taking on a role that he is not as accustomed to as normal. Normally, he is the producer of these types of things. Yes. Uh, and I won't pretend that he didn't help me set it up. Um, <laughs> but, and he probably is also going to help me check the levels afterwards and things like that. But Steve uh, Steve and I have been hanging out for what seems like years, but it's really only probably a couple months. Uh, yeah, no, we've been uh, here at Red 13 creating the Kirk Minahan show since uh, the end of June. The end of June. Yeah. yeah, wow. So it has been. And then, well, I mean, there was that whole month that I took off to go to Europe. That's true. We don't have so. to talk about that, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See, a, let's talk some gaps. Yeah, so, hey, so, hey, so Steve has I like relate. A, I relate. Kate does relate. <laughs> Steve is, Kate's about to leave. Uh, for Florence to go abroad because she's a child. 
Um, oh, wow. <laughs> no, she's not a child. Well, t- legally you are. Thanks, Josh, <laughs> for bringing that up yet again. I I'm really sad. enjoy hearing When's about it. When's your birthday again? October, October 1st. Nice. She's going to be 21 I'm so close. I'm so mother Well, the great thing is in close. Europe, it doesn't matter. Right? That's true. So basically right? you turn 21 in two weeks when you leave. Or three you weeks. right. Three. Three. But you're right. But yeah. at the same time, I'm not going to be able to celebrate my 21st birthday. Like, the way That's Americans true. celebrate. You're it's overrated. Yeah. It's it overrated. Is. It is. Uh, yeah. But I still want to partake in that American culture, you know? It's <laughs> That's a true. good experience. I'll just do it when I get back. It's fine. But anyways, proceeding on. I believe in you. We get distracted a lot. Also, you should probably know that going in. Not that you're not used to it. Um, mm-hmm. So, Steve. So, I'm a little iffy on Steve's background, which is why I'm excited to have him in. Mm-hmm. But currently, he produces the Kirk Manahan Show, which I think peaked. Was it? Did it peak at number one in the sports podcast? Or peaked like uh, yeah, it did. It yeah. did. It was yeah, number no, one. No, for it's a been a, bit it's there. been a very very popular podcast, yeah. and uh, you know Kirk obviously was number one Boston Morning Drive radio for a little while, and then uh, you know there was some corporate drama, and he got kicked out of there. But I think all of us are really happy to be at Barstool. It's a it's a fantastic. Yeah, company it definitely seems yeah, corporate drama. Right? Seems like a match made in heaven in terms of Kirk and Barstool. It like, really does, and and you know they they let us do our own thing. We're here. We kind of run it. We're uh, we're like our own little business running under the yeah. umbrella of Barstool, yeah. and they get their money, we get our money. Everybody's happy. It's super cool. Everyone's so I happy. like basically my background so with Steve. So like I've obviously been working here, at Red Thirteen Studios. Shout out, Red Shout Thirteen out. Studios. Um, Red Thirteen and Studios. Like I guess like basically the week before you guys, I think you'd already recorded like the first week sort of like trial period of episodes. Yeah, and then they were like. They record early in the morning from like seven to nine because Kirk's insane and loves just being up that early. Well, we also, I mean, he's he's used to being up because he did That's the morning true, did drive radio. show. I think this is actually uh, later for him. Oh, really? I mean, he, I mean, he gets up at That's like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, anyways. Are but, you kidding? Well, I mean, for years he was doing morning drive radio, so you're in you're you're on air at six. He's just yeah, so yeah, you're, you're right. so you know you've got to have some prep time. You know, you can't just wake up and then jump on. You know, jump into the radio. You have some right. time for your brain to wake up when you're doing it early in the morning. Facts. That's true. I was about to say, if I had to do a podcast that early, I would probably be the most uninteresting person. I don't wake up like my mind doesn't wake up until at least eight a.m. I do feel like recording. Like I actually like recording in the mornings versus the late afternoons. Like there was one podcast we did where we like we had to do it in like two segments and. The second half, we were doing it like four, and it had been a whole day, and I was just kind of like, I didn't have the same like verbal energy that I feel like. Yeah, I, had at the I like. Of the I day. feel like I gave it. I gave it my all in the morning, <laughs> and then I was kind of like half mass. Yeah. At the end of the day. That's fair. It Either is. way, we you know Anyways, some people are morning, some people are night. So um, hopefully we'll actually get to the good stuff. We spent like on our last or two interviews ago. We literally <gasps> spent like oh we had it was like an hour and twenty minutes, and the first hour was just on like high school for this kid who's <laughs> a singer, and he's like my age, is like twenty four. So what's the what's the theme of the podcast? So the so theme of this take podcast. Take it away, Josh. So Brown. oh, I got the I got the elevator it's pitch down. It's his spiel. It's my spiel. We are interviewing basically people in some sort of creative industry. So it's been a lot of obviously musicians, music producers things like that, but I want to expand it to writers, podcasters, podcast producers, obviously, which is why I have you in, uh, you know, authors, artists, like anyone who's in a creative... Maybe. So like basically <laughs> people who aren't working at Fidelity people, or yes. working insurance jobs. Yes, or exactly. Like in honor of what creative. I probably the, the should. Cr- the creative yeah. types. Creative. So you, you, have to, you have to squint a little bit when you say creative, creative types. <laughs> exactly. Just a, a little, little just a little bit better than the people who have to punch a time card. Just a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And kind of just showing that like, hey, you know, these aren't necessarily people that you've heard of, but these are people who are making a living doing something cool. And silly something stuff. Artistic. And yeah, people who are making a living I mean, I recording get, I, people. I get paid to produce a show that makes 
makes dick jokes exactly all the time, all day. You know? and i think <laughs> so a lot of people yeah honestly <laughs> a lot of people would probably consider that living the dream it's true um so anyway steve produces the kirkman and show go check it out um it's one of the most popular sports podcasts right now it's produced by barstool sports yeah. maybe you've heard of them um so steve you're a barstool employee Yes, I am. As of like two weeks ago. I am. I am a Barstool employee. Right. And the reason I know Steve is because, as I said before, I've been coming in and helping them set up the podcast. At first, I say I was helping you set up the podcast, like set up the equipment in the studio because he wasn't as familiar with it. Now, I pretty much just let you in the door. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. It's fine. I mean, you're always always on time. It's good. That's true. That's true. Josh has been eliminated from the equation. Yeah, I was slowly phased out. It was funny when we first came to Red 13 because talking with Jim, I don't really think that the the music world that he's big in and the sports world that Kirk Minahan is big in have much overlap yeah. traditionally. So I, I don't think Jim really knew what was going on. And then after the first two weeks of the pod, of podcasting, when he was getting a tremendous response from people because Kirk was saying, you know, hey, we're here at Red 13 right, Studios. Exactly. And he was seeing the charts. He was listening to the podcast as well. And he was like, oh, okay. So this is what we hooked into. Right. <laughs> and so now I, I think there's some some kind of uh, a mutual understanding. It, it's been great. I mean, we've loved, we've loved Red 13 Studios. I mean, I think we're probably the first podcast yeah. mm-hmm. that's, that's oh, come in here. And it's been great. I mean, you guys should definitely do more podcasting. Though that's one of the things. Like, as soon as this happened, and like we started recording, you guys. Like after a week, I was like, "This why? Why aren't we like doing?" all of it why are yeah. we doing this all the time yeah There's I mean you guys so should have your own I mean I don't know if this is like a Red 13 podcast but you should have your own Red 13 podcast all your creators should be that. doing this it this is separate this is a separate yeah. one. we're definitely like a, uh, this is like a, a cousin a little skunk works a little, operation a little yeah. cousin to Red 13 but, yeah. sponsored by Red 13 in terms of their just Equipment, the studio. Love and devotion. It's a growth. It's a growth industry, and just like there are a lot of aspiring musicians who need a space to record, exactly. there's a lot of aspiring podcasters yeah. who who need a space to record. And so. you are sitting with two right now. <laughs> future, so, future titans in the industry. Okay, so Woo! first off. How how are we doing? How's the podcast going? I think what, you, I think it's think? great. You think it's, it's good? Very, very natural conversation. Oh, it's lively. I mean, are we gonna look at our phones? Little did you know, Kate no, and I. I was about to take a little um, social media, but I. Didn't. Oh, Kate just I got, got called out. I, I can will wait. say we are. No, I'm kidding. Oh my God, now I feel so millennial right now. Well, I was gonna say we are millennials in the fact that all of my notes are on my phone. And the well, notes that, that, I mean, no, notes notes on the phone are yeah, fine, yeah, but yeah. I've been I, and I'm I'm just kidding, but I've been uh, in some interviews with people who. Very famous, Ooh. and they just want to—they just want to stare at their drop. fucking phone the entire time, and oh. they don't—they don't—they can't give you the time of the day. Like, well, I mean, maybe they're not famous, but they—they they think they're a big deal, so right. they're like they're having another conversation, and you're in the middle of a live show, and they're like, "Up, t- I got a call from my assistant. Do you mind if I take this?" Or just—they're just like sending text <laughs> oh. messages. Like, it's like, come on, I know you're—I know you're a big deal, but just like, let's go. A little yeah. bit of focus well, here. It's like it, five minutes of your attention could go a long better, way. Here. I consider you more celebrity than I am. So therefore, <laughs> I hope that. therefore, I, I feel like it's not really a disrespect thing because you're already higher up. I think she's saying you have all the power in this equation. All right, I, yeah. that's, I, why, that's why. That's why I felt a little scolded. This would like, be the oh this, would, this would be the first time. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like a professional in the podcast industry just called me out on my actions during the podcast. I am a no. This is good. We're taking notes. This is basically just learning for us. Steve, yeah, no, it's good. I mean, that, it's, that's the only way to learn. You know, there's. Right. Um, 
I guess for people in my generation, I guess we're the same generation, but people my age, people I went to college with, there's always this conversation about grad school. Are you going to go to grad school? But I've learned more by just jumping kind of headfirst into yeah. the broadcasting industry than I ever could have learned. I mean, what am, what am I going to do going to grad school? I think doing it is the way that you're going to learn. Right. And so like you could you could go read podcasting 101 on some website or yeah. But I mean, you can just do it. If you just learn, it. learn through experience. Yeah. I mean, and that applies to everything. I think. So that's actually like a good segue. I was, oh, I was thinking the same thing. Josh, same. and it's good. We need natural segues, otherwise we'll never get to what we're talking about. I like how you pointed out the natural segue because yes. now it's not a natural segue. Oh, and now almost, it's a segue. Okay. You know what? Either it's almost. Way. It's almost like we kind of just teed it up. You hey, know, Bali. Shoot, shoot your shot, Kate. All right, shoot my shot. <laughs> so, can you talk to us about how you first like? When did you kind of figure out you wanted to go into broadcasting or like be in that world? Like when did that kind of click for you? Did were you into other stuff beforehand? Like tell us a little bit like your start, you know? Okay, so it's it's actually a pretty cool story. Uh, I worked in Washington DC for a little while. Was always in political stuff, worked at a book publisher, uh, did some various political things around there. Decided I want to come back to Maine. Came back to Maine and worked at a uh, free market think tank like a evil right-wing think tank. And I just, I, did, I did some like blogging and reporting for them and wrote policy papers like, oh, charter schools, low taxes, boom, minimum wage. And I did a, a radio here and there on the side for the Portland main station, uh, WGAN. It was just a weekend show, two hours here, four hours there. Maybe I did that like four or five times and it was just boring, dry stuff. Have like, yeah. you know, the, the Center for Nursing Home president in to talk about how oh. Medicaid policy is going to impact, you know, reimbursement rates. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's it called, it called Inside Maine, but that was my first taste of it. I mean, and interesting, so, but like you're kind of doing cooler stuff. It was just nerd oh. shit. Yeah, no, I was, I was just like straight, nerd straight nerd shit for the first like three or four years, I don't, maybe still. But uh, <laughs> so the morning guys on that station, uh, Ken and Mike, came up on ten years together. It's a ten year anniversary doing the morning show together. Very popular morning show in the Portland mm-hmm. metropolitan area. And the station wanted to celebrate that by having a roast of Ken and Mike. Okay. And the station manager called me and asked if I would MC the roast. Yeah. And so I agreed to. And I don't know what they had in mind, but as soon as I heard the word roast, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Sign in. me yeah. up. And so I'm sitting there watching, I probably watched every YouTube video of the Comedy Central roasts that have ever Those been up. So oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, so I know what I gotta do. I gotta come in here with prepared material to make fun of fucking everybody. Yeah. I just yeah. gotta have canned lines to just rip everybody. So I, I pr- spent like a lot of my spare time working on my my jokes, yeah. my lines, crafting my, my material. I just treated it like a stand-up act. And so the night comes and the... Uh, the former governor of Maine is there, John Baldacci. Ooh, the se- former governor, John. former governor, current senator Angus King was there Ooh, by teleconference. The mayor of Portland was there, and there were a bunch of other kind of local people you guys wouldn't know. But it was a pretty well-known cast of people, yeah. and there were maybe 350 people there. That's and the celebrity roaster was Howie Carr, the right. B- Boston area broadcaster. Yeah. Uh, he's been on the radio for 25 years. Just a Boston Herald columnist, yeah. author, New York Times bestselling author of uh, shout Brothers out Howie Bul- Carr. Bulger. Just Come, fucking shout out, shout amazing, out. amazing, legendary Come on the podcast, career. Howie. And yeah. Hey, Howie. How you we doing? Are, this is your <laughs> informal invitation. Come on, on over. Come on <laughs> we'll, down. We'll see what we could do. But anyways. <laughs> I do. I do my stand-up jokes. I rip everybody. The fucking. I mean, everything was landing that night. I don't know. The the 
the, the beer was being served pretty freely. That, it wasn't that like helps. The, wasn't alcohol, like these, I was about yeah. to say, alcohol always helps. Well, that helps both yeah. you and the audience appreciate it. Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't like these uh, $8 Red Sox beers. I think, I'm pretty sure it was like $2 uh, for a Sam Adams. Red Sox are like, it's $11 for a Bud Light. It's, it's awful. But the, so the crowd was well lubricated. The jokes were landing. Everything worked. And the, yeah. <laughs> I never heard that before. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I'm going to use that. Yeah. And the day after the roast, I get a call from Howie's wife who is also kind of like his business manager. And she says, hey, we're going independent in a month. Do you want to come work for Howie Carr? And I'd grown up listening to Howie, and you know, all through middle school and high school from riding around my grandfather and my dad, Howie Carr's on and it's, you know, conservative radio. That's the kind of thing we did. I was conservative. And so that was just like, wow. Yeah. And so he had a job as a producer. Did I know anything about producing fucking radio? No. Had I ever yeah. touched an audio board? No. Had I ever pulled an audio clip or seen Adobe Audition? No, but I was in. Fuck it. We did it. And you just uh, learned it on the job over a couple of years and got better at the on-air stuff, got better at the technical stuff, and ended up working with him for five years. And by the end of it, I was filling in for him and hosting a four-hour radio show wow. and a two-hour TV show. Wow. So that, yeah. that, that night that you spoke was like your Eminem lose yourself moment, basically. Yeah, it you, was. You I know, think, like, you know great, I, I think about comparison. it a lot. And, and, you know, I guess the lesson that I've taken from it is – you know, I was emceeing that thing for free. I don't even think I got paid for it. So I could have just mailed it in and just like asked, you know, guest after guest to come up. Right. But because of the time and energy I spent into doing some doing something that could have been small, but doing it really well. Right. It ended up being, I guess, a formative moment in my career. Sure. I mean, that yeah. basically led. Well, it certainly led you to here, which I have to imagine is the pinnacle of your career. Is oh, podcast, yeah, ab- you know absolutely. I mean? So if it weren't for that, you wouldn't be here. But it, in seriousness, if it weren't for that, you wouldn't have spent the last like five years working for Howie Carr and like no, building no. up this I mean, resume. I, like I, I did a live radio broadcast in the East Room of the White House and interviewed right. alongside Ooh. Howie, the you president were me that. of the United States. <gasps> Yeah, we've uh, had, I interviewed the vice president a number of times, had uh, governors, senators. Oh my God. Uh, some guy from the Brady Bunch. Stop Peter, it. Peter Brady. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> I've never watched the Brady Bunch. I know, neither I neither have, have I. I don't, but I don't, it's just oh, some, some people, maybe Third this person. isn't the right crowd. Some people are like, oh my oh, God, yeah, you yeah. met Peter fucking Brady? <laughs> right, like Wait, if it's the right audience. I haven't seen it either, but I just think it's cool because like cultural icon. You know, like Brady yeah. Bunch. Like yeah. the fact that yeah. you even like you don't really even need to watch the Brady Bunch to know it's like how many that's them, pretty fucking How many cool. of them were there? You know what? Were there like ten? Twelve? Dozens. There's a lot. There yeah. was that Snickers commercial with them like a few years back. Oh really? Yeah. Well they gotta be they gotta be old now, right? They when, are. when when was that show popular? Yeah, he was young on the show Before and he's older me. now, but he does he does good charitable work now. He's actually he's a he's a legit Aww. guy. He's, he's very nice. He's one That's of those awesome. he's one of those people who, you know, you always hear these uh crazy stories about childhood actors like right. Macaulay Culkin, yeah. you know, yeah, that's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. a downward spile of like sucking dick for crack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never, <laughs> it never works out. Oh, but man. Peter uh, has actually Peter Brady, I don't I forget what his real fucking name is. But uh <laughs> Peter Brady's fine. <laughs> Pe- Shout out Peter he's Brady. He's definitely going by Peter Brady. Yeah, that's one of those uh typecast type people it's like you're just getting ready now but no he's 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 a great guy he doesn't you know he doesn't act like somebody who's been famous their entire life that's cool yeah Yeah, so you've interviewed a lot of different types of people like famous some semi-famous locally famous etc like is it always the case because i feel like a lot of the times and one thing i think is cool about podcasts especially ones that get big enough that they get like celebrity guests is like it gives you this avenue to be like oh like that's actually a really cool person like i would hang out with that person but then sometimes it's like, nah, 
I don't know if I like that person <laughs> now that I hear them speak a little bit. I think more often than not, what happens is that they'll interview, like, obviously, so Barstool Podcast, I listen to part of my take a lot, right? Mm -hmm. They'll have a yeah. ton of different celebrities on, and I think, like, one of the first, there's this, like, very famous episode that they had with Joe Buck, because, like, Joe yeah, Buck had yeah, this, yeah, like, yeah. bad reputation for anyone who doesn't know, Joe Buck is a very popular sports commentator. Um, if, you gotta know Joe Buck. Do you know Joe I hope, Buck? I hope he's, you know hope Joe he's, Buck I hope he's all right. After you said that, now I'm gonna feel really bad. <laughs> Kate doesn't know who Joe Buck no. is. That's fine. It's fine. I mean, you, you, know, sports, you know who Joe Buck fine. is. He, uh, you probably recognize You heard about his health trouble, right? Oh, no. Yeah, he got addicted to hair plugs. <gasps> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Don't laugh at his. No, he, he got, are you actually like? No, he actually he got addicted to hair plugs, and he was having so many procedures that actually lost. Oh, his, he lost his voice for a little while. Oh wow! Oh, I feel bad. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if you. No, I'm dead serious. I thought you were being sarcastic. People at home can look it up. He, he had wow. he had so many hair procedures that he lost his voice for a little while. He's fine now, I guess. Oh great! That was a weird thing. I didn't even know that Damn. that could happen. I yeah. feel. Like a yeah, you just you just laughed. I just laughed at a, I, fucking I, hair plug, I a voiceless hair plug. I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot of things right now. <laughs> and shame is one of them. But anyways, they so Joe Buck had this reputation for years for being like this kind of like stiff, wasn't any fun. Like yeah. and then they he goes on part of my take and he's just like a delight. Yeah. And then like it I don't I, it didn't like transform his career, but like it definitely like changed a lot of people's views of them. And I think that's really cool. So in your career, having interviewed all these different people, do you find that most people are pretty nice, pretty chill in person, or there you interview people? who you're like, I feel like this person might be kind of a dick, and then you leave and you're like, yeah, I was right. Yeah, most... Confirmed <laughs> uh, theory. I would say that there there are two kinds of guests. There's, right. the, there's the kind that is the same off-air as they are on-air, right. where you don't really notice a difference. There's yeah. no... There's not really, like, a shtick or an affect that they're putting on, uh -huh. or they're not gonna, like... They're not gonna say something to express an opinion on-air that they wouldn't off-air or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then there are other people where it's definitely a shit. They put on a thing, where they're yeah. like they're like a little cold and unresponsive, or, or you know maybe like big time. I, I would say without naming names, generally, um, media reporters, people who are in the business, people who are like political reporters, tend to think that they're a bigger deal than right. maybe they are. Yeah. And so they're a little bit more like jealous of their time and, and which is not not a problem. I mean everybody's everybody is jealous of their time. But they they tend to, you know, like, well I was on hold for too long before you had me on right. this segment and you know you should be plugging my book and you know that kind yeah. of thing. So people I mean like journalists as a whole are an odd class to deal with. And you deal with them a lot when you're a producer because right. you're in the weird role where you you kind of have to be the good guy. You know, like yeah. a, like a, a producer who's just a, a straight up dick isn't. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's it's, ca it's counterproductive. So right. you, you got to be friendly, and there's this weird economy with producers where we're all doing favors for each other because we're all going to need favors at some point. Right. Like the the people, there's this whole network behind the scenes of what people really see that's kind of interesting, and it's where I've lived for like almost six years now. Right. So that kind of plays into like your role on the Kirk Manahan show, which you know I we probably have a lot of listener overlap. I have to imagine. Between us and the Kirk um, Manahan show, I'd say like I, like eighty percent. Okay. Yeah. Let's roll with it. Or just it, for the sake of this podcast, cool. We're, I'm just gonna agree no, with you. Definitely. <laughs> um, but anyways, like, what, like, how have you kind of like figured out your role on that show? Well, I mean, still figuring it out, yeah, obviously. Right. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff behind the scenes that people don't see, because uh, I'm I'm kind of in a hybrid role where because it's really just Kirk and I off in our own little world, doing a lot of sales, doing a lot of, you know, logistical like business stuff for running 
right i guess the you know the mechanics the the less sexy stuff that you don't hear the that, that less doesn't sexy the less stuff. yeah it's the unsexy stuff that doesn't make it onto the podcast like you know i, I mean over the weekend i'll be building some uh, acoustic proofing i'm gonna be like shopping at home depot this right. is the, the glamorous You're role that i found before, myself yeah. in. yeah well so, hgtv action uh, yeah Ooh. exactly it's more like diy youtube yeah, yeah. like yeah. The, the nail goes where uh, <laughs> but so there's that kind of stuff but then the on-air stuff is really the only way to find it is through experience right you know that's the, that's the only way to find it and, and i found that it was it was the same thing with how we were i remember the first time i ever tried to talk on air how he looked at me like i was a fucking alien yeah. like what is this kid what can this kid possibly contribute to the entertainment value of this show right and then by the end of it you know it was it was almost like a you know full-time sidekick co-host type role right kind of, exactly. it kind of it kind of grew because you know you 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 get better at understanding what should be said and what shouldn't be said. But in this role, I mean, it's still very, uh, very new. You're still kind of exploring, like, well, what are the differences between broadcast radio and a podcast? That's true. Because they're very do you, real. Do you and feel you, like it's like a proving yourself thing almost? Oh, te- definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's a, there's a new audience. There's a younger audience. I mean, let's let's face it. You're We've gone from conservative talk radio where the the content and the format is pretty simple. Like, I'm all saying, I'll pull, I'll pull up Judge Report. Oh, I'll tell you. you're getting his phone. On his phone. Classic ah, journalist phone. thinks gonna, he's hot shit. I'm going to pull up the Judge Report and tell you, <laughs> right. tell you what we're talking about. I told you you're All right, above here's me. Front, front page of the uh, Judge Report. Uh, Jeff Epstein's madam has been spotted in New York <gasps> City. So we're, we're, we're going to talk about the, the Epstein. You know, did he kill himself? I don't know. He had some broken bones in his neck. I think that, I think Hillary Clinton fucking strangled him to death. That's what I think. What are your theories? Call us right now. 1-800. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, so there's, there's a formula where, you know, the news kind of dictates what you're doing. But what we're doing on the Kirk Minahan show is a lot different because the entire idea, and I, I can't even pretend to understand all of Kirk's idea for right, it. Right, exactly. Basically, like as, as, I've, I, yeah, as I've interpreted it, is we're doing a show unlike anything that's out there. We're not doing a news show. We're not doing a political show. We're not doing a cultural show. We're doing the Kirk Minahan show. And so it's it's like I'm learning what my role in it is as it's coming into being. Right. And it's uh, it's been a wild experience. Yeah, it's fucking exciting. Sure. Everything every day is different. Definitely you know? don't know what to expect. And I like because while they're recording, I'll, I sometimes I'm in the other studio, but sometimes I'm just sitting out in the, like the lounge doing work. And I feel like it's the classic where like I won't hear for a while and then I'll hear like. Oh, no, no, no. And they're just like, and sometimes I'll look in. I feel like you have either one of two faces on, Steve. You'll either, and obviously no one can see this, but you'll either just kind of be like, like, like chilling, like just kind of like listening intently, or you'll be like, uh, like, uh, uh, like this, this face of almost like I don't know what's happening right now, but like I am about to go the fuck off. You know what I mean? And yeah, I think that's a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't see Kirk's face, but I wish that I could because he faces well, away from me. Uh, pretty soon we'll be having a live video product. Oh, so. yeah. smart! Yeah, yes, that's our next step. Our next step. <laughs> We're one step at a time. Yes. Jim Foster, yeah. thanks for the recommendation. Thanks, Jim. Shout out, Jim. Shout out, Jim. I think we've gave Jim a shout out on like every episode. I hope so. You got um, it. I got hope it. so. J- Jim's been great. Jim is. Jim and Sean, mentor. everybody's been awesome. He's Kate's mentor. Oh my, oh my God. He will deny that until his grave, I, though. I, I, and that wraps up part one of our interview with Steve Robinson. He's the producer of The Kirk Minahan Show, which is a very, very popular show. Definitely much more popular than this podcast is. Um, but we're coming. We're coming for that spot. We got a long way to go. But Kirk Minahan Show, go check it out. Really, really raunchy show. Uh, be warned, it's very raunchy. It's not for everyone, but if it is for you, you'll definitely love it, as many people do. Uh, very entertaining, and Steve is great. And this is kind of it's kind of cool for me. Barstool is like 
you know, they're a controversial company, but they have some really good stuff. And the first podcast I listened to were, were Barstool Podcasts. And it's kind of half the reason that I got into podcasts in the first place. So really cool for me to like to actually be interviewing someone who works for Barstool and helps create some of that content. Uh, you know, I'm just such an emotional guy. I just love all this stuff so much. Check out part two of the interview coming out next week. We got more talking with Steve. Uh, and Steve gives Kate some advice on her date. Kate went on a date. Go, Kate. Good for you. Be an adult. So be on the lookout for that later this week. And we'll see you guys then.